Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn joins me to discuss the explosion of violent crime in Memphis and what she is doing about it. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, I'll also explain how a Biden crony is getting rich off our open border policies. Follow the Sarah Carter Show wherever you get your podcasts. Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. I have to share this story with you. You're going to get very upset. Randolph High School. This is in Vermont. A girls volleyball team has been banned from its own locker room. High schools, the high school officials are investigating a conflict involving a transgender student on the team, meaning a male who identifies as a female. And it's their but their volleyball team. This story is and this is Vermont. This story is infuriating. So the Randolph High School vol- women's volleyball team, they were they're now banned from their locker room. The female players had objected to the what they said were inappropriate comments that the male student who was allowed to change. Now remember the whole transgender thing, you don't have to be a male identifies as a woman and you're attracted to other men. You can still be attracted to other women. That they made a bit, everybody made it, the, the activists made a very big deal about explaining all of this. Under Vermont state law, students can play in sports and use the locker rooms of whatever gender with, gender with, with which they identify. So these female players were having to undress themselves and get naked in front of a male who says he's a woman player who was in their locker room. And when he began, he was alleged to have made very inappropriate remarks to them while they were changing. When the girls became uncomfortable, and these are minor teenage girls, by the way, when the girls became uncomfortable and they objected, they were banned from their locker room. The school sent out an email to players' families saying that the school has plenty of spaces where students who feel uncomfortable with the laws can change in privacy. So they made the girls change into a single bathroom stall. They, they didn't tell the one single male who wants to identify as a female who insisted on using the girls' locker room. They didn't tell him to go and change in the single person stall. They made an entire girls' volleyball team go and change in the single person stall. Blake Allen is a female player on the team. And she told local news that it makes her incredibly uncomfortable to undress herself in a locker room in front of a boy. And she says, quote, it's a huge thing. Everyone's asking, why aren't you allowed in the locker room? And she talked about how uncomfortable it was. It takes the girls now 45 minutes just to change because they all have to use a single stall bathroom. And she, they're all objecting. The girls are objecting. They, the girls are saying that we are at our most vulnerable. And they're, they're, acting, they're asking about safety concerns. I mean, this is just, it's, I can't even, it's just sickening that, th- that women are being treated this way. And they said that the dispute, it all began with those comments that the male had been making. 
and they made they were made incredibly uncomfortable. They were probably already uncomfortable to begin with. You know, after years of being told to listen to gut instinct, if you felt unsafe walking on, I mean, I just remember the the story that was so often used as an example to women. If there, if you were walking on one side of the street and there was a, a male approaching you and you just had a bad feeling, go ahead and cross over to the other side of the street. You know, protect yourself. Always be aware. Women have been told for generations to listen to gut instinct. And when women feel uncomfortable with men being in their spaces, in women's bathrooms, in women's locker rooms, women are shamed. They're bullied, called sexist slurs. And when men demand women's spaces for their comfort, they are immediately accommodated. It's all done at the expense of women. One of the things that gets me is because I know that there are I know that there are some people out there who say, well, that's you know the result of feminism. That's what you get. You know, these feminists that go out there. I really hope that we aren't being so deluded that we universally apply punishment to all of our female friends and wives and daughters for the penalty of progressive third wave feminism. Because not every woman would describe herself that way and nor should every woman be made vulnerable by such a penalty. I think that that's a lazy way to remove nuance and absolve yourself of having to care about the issue, which ultimately actually contributes just as much to it as the feminists that people are, are, are blaming for it. I mean, the bottom line is that you have these teenage girls who weren't around when third wave feminism was created and now they're, they're, they're being bullied and shamed. Remember when slut shaming was bad, but we can shame women for somehow yet feeling unsafe in women's locker rooms if men are changing in there? It's just, it's just, it's just no. But this is, this, is where, this is where we're at. Women have to sacrifice. Well, so far the school's investigating, but girls aren't allowed back in their own locker room. So we'll see. I had cousins that did this that had to under, that went through something like this in Missouri with their high school with an 18-year-old male who was changing in the women's locker room. And I, my cousins were minor, minor girls who were told that they had to change everything. You know, you have to change and get undressed unless you're a bigot. You have to completely expose yourself to this male who's still sexually attracted to females, even though he wants to identify as one. That's abusive, and I think that honestly the school should be criminally liable for the objectification of children and child abuse for that. Not, I mean, to say nothing of the rape that occurred in Virginia. Folks, stop overpaying and let Recoil Gunworks be your go-to for ammo. This is a great Indiana-based company, and it was actually created in a small basement in 2013. Small Midwest town in their basement, and uh, family-owned, they think like us, and they're really known for, over at Recoil Gunworks, their web-based firearms, ammo, and accessories retailer. They're really known for their police trade-in guns in great shape. They pick them, including the firearms, the lights, the sights, the scopes, tasers, and more. You can buy now, 
pay later, no interest. And at Recoil Gunworks, they have very, very competitive pricing. Super easy to use website as well. Just visit recoilgunworks.com slash Dana. You can search for whatever you need by caliber, weight, application. You can look for brands like Winchester, Federal. Uh, vast majority of the country, by the way, has no restrictions on receiving ammo and they will note you know they have it all up there very helpfully on their website ammo shipped to your door where legal and they explain that including illinois new jersey and connecticut you need to see the frequently asked questions on that and check the product restrictions page for further state law requirements and restrictions visit recoilgunworks.com dana today to get you a full list of products and use code dana to get free shipping on your next order whether you need it in the woods or on the range recoil gunworks gets it there fast and once you make your first order it won't be the last use code dana right now to get free shipping at recoilgunworks.com slash dana and now all of the news you would probably miss it's time for dana's quick five brought to you by caltech a terrifying russian bat virus could spark the next pandemic of course it's a russian the uh, oh, I'm so t- I'm not even going to read the first sentence of this stupid story. What I want to do is print it out and find somebody that has a power wheels because I sold my kids after they got older, and run it over with that. They say the pandemic isn't over. It looks like it could linger for a long time. It's over. Get over it. And I don't bat virus. Quit eating bats. It's just that damn simple. Quit messing with bats. Stop it. Moving on because I'm already mad at that headline. Uh, this Wall Street Journal. I don't, I don't even like, I'm not even a fan of this because you guys know how I kind of feel about robots. Elon Musk uh, unveiled a prototype of Tesla's humanoid robot Optimus and says it will cost less than a car and it can probably kill you. I'm just saying, we all saw that Will Smith movie way before he ever slapped Chris Rock. He presented the prototype at a gathering uh, last week in Palo Alto, California. It is, it's the, it's freaky looking. It's a humanoid robot. He wants to shape the perception of the company as more than just a car maker. We believe you. You do not have to create this robot in order to do that. I don't even like Roombas. I don't even like those. Just this freaky. So this, uh, let's see, research shows, this is not good if you hate cuddles, uh, that apparently cuddles, which is a word I hate, can mend damage to hearts from heart attacks. Researchers from Michigan State University found the love hormone oxytocin released says they said that it can actually stimulate the growth of new and healthy heart cells they studied zebrafish that have a remarkable ability to regrow damaged heart tissue they found a 20-fold increase in oxytocin following a heart injury interesting so moving on girl scout cookies to become more expensive of course they are because everything else is so much more expensive. Many regions are increasing the cost of cookies for the first time in years. I swear I had just a story like this from just a couple of years ago where they increased the cost. But they said that it's going from, uh, on average, $5 to $6 a package. So everything's increasing about a dozen. Thin Mints will be increased. Samoa's Tagalongs, some of the other stuff that I don't care about and I've never eaten. It's all going to increase by by a dollar. So a whole dollar, it's going to it's going to go up. Uh, also, this is let me pull this up. up, up, up. Uh, this is interesting. Texas Education Agency just appointed the, an ex Secret Service agent as the head of their school safety initiative. Texas Governor Greg Abbott announced John P. Scott as the new chief of school safety and security within the TEA, Texas Education Agency, beginning today. Well, that's a good move. Stick with us. We got a lot more in store, including equity and equality and energy and more. 
I made mention a little earlier, and a lot of people have just since I've brought this up in the past three hours as these as the story continues to uh, roll and uh, gain even more steam online. That uh, one film that was done, uh, I don't even know who this guy is, Billy Eichner, the star of Bros, which is what he said was a gay rom-com. And he had tweeted out, let me pull this up so I can quote it properly. He went on a a tear on uh, social media. He said that he was proud of his movie and he said, Rolling Stone has Bros on the list of the best comedies of the 21st century. And he says, what's also true is that at one point, a theater chain called Universal said they were pulling the trailer because of the gay content. And he says, this is the world we live in, unfortunately, even with glowing reviews, blah, blah, blah. Uh, In certain parts of the country, he said, he says, straight people, especially in certain parts of the country, just didn't show up for bros. Everyone who isn't a homophobic weirdo should go see bros tonight. So he's blaming everybody else on his movie's failure. And I was thinking about this, first off, because when I went and looked up this movie, when you go and see a movie, how important is it to you that you actually recognize the names of the people in the movie? I don't know about you, but I have a difficulty in sitting still. I am a very hyper person, typically. I'm on a carb. I, it's my birthday over the weekend and I had pizza, so give me a break. So I'm like in carb overload right now and I'm getting clean today and tomorrow. It's like a drug, basically. So when you, if I go and sit, I, I, for me to be captive in a theater for two hours it had better be a damn good movie i don't go to a theater unless it is amazing and i cannot go another day without seeing it that's the only time i ever go and i love movies but i'm very picky and how much the last movie i saw in the theater was top gun i went because it's top gun everybody knows tom cruise when you go and see movies you know the people in it i don't know who the hell these people are in this movie and i asked gay conservatives if they knew them there is a friend who is a gay conservative that lives in Florida. Had no idea who this, these people were. It's like, I don't know. Why would I go see this? Nobody knows who they are. That's a huge part of it. Number one. Number two, isn't it a little bit self-aggrandizing to think that, well, mine's the best and there's been no other movie like this. That's done, and, and so, you know, for the reason that it, because it, they spent $22 million on it and it's only recouped $5 million. This made me think of some of the other films that have come out that actually, I guess you could, for the lack of a, a better way to put it, they were gay movies, I guess, that you could, that, that, were, that, were, that did incredibly well and made a lot of money. And I was thinking the Brokeback Mountain, which I never saw, that made millions and millions and millions of dollars its opening weekend. And then Tom Hanks was in the movie Philadelphia. That was one of the, and that was back when I was in school. I was in high school when that movie came out. And that, the marketing for that was everywhere. It had a, and it definitely recouped its budget. It made a ton of money. Maybe there's a little bit of a difference in the actual movie making. And then also, what's, what month is it? It's October. It's fall. What typically, usually, what kind of movies are, usually slated for release in October. Thrillers, horror films, things like that. The number one at the box office over the weekend was a horror film called Smile. You also have to think of the timing of all of this too. The other thing 
that a friend of mine noted when they were talking about specifically um, how different shows, and there was a great piece about this, and I, I'm going to find it so I can, and I'll put it in your email prep so I can properly attribute it or attribute it. That was up at Red State, um, dealing with the show, the TV sh- uh, show uh, S C H I T T S. By the way, Shit's Creek, and had Catherine O'Hara and Dan Levy was one of the writers. He and his dad, Eugene Levy, uh, they wrote this show and it was a really, it was a good show. And one of the things that Dan Levy, he gave an interview because there, there was a story uh, and it it wasn't the central theme, but there was a a gay couple in the story, but it wasn't overall. Didn't, it didn't uh, suck all of the room, the air out of the room and dominate every storyline in every episode it was something that ended up gradually going and then it was part of towards the end of when the series concluded and he had given an interview that said he doesn't learn anything when he's being when someone's trying to teach him something he doesn't learn anything and I think there's something to be said for that in entertainment people don't want to be taught things they want to be entertained they don't want to be lectured they want to be entertained and uh one of the things that that series did is it didn't really lecture you. And he made a point of saying he didn't want to preach at people. He wanted to he didn't want to compromise um, his his show, his art that he was doing. But he also didn't want to alienate people and preach to them. So he found this very, very uh, thin line to walk in order to not alienate people and not preach at people but stay true to the core comedic point of the series and from everything that i've seen with this bros movie that's not what this guy did apparently it's a giant preachy thing and then he's actually has the audacity to say that the reason that people didn't see it is because they were homophobic well apparently gay americans didn't go see it either because it only made $5 million over the weekend. So maybe you just need to be a better filmmaker and less of a bigot. And if you're not up to snuff to actually be able to make a film without alienating people, then maybe you should just get into, I don't know, be an activist. But don't call yourself a filmmaker. Because this just, I don't know. I just, I can't stand when other people project their inadequacies on others and blame others for their inability to deliver. And that's what it looks, I don't even know who this guy is. I didn't even know he was verified. I just looked at it when I saw that it was trending and part of a story. I don't know what else this guy's ever done. So I don't know. But it just seems lame to blame everybody else for your inability to make a better movie. I've talked a lot about the Caltech KSG shotgun over the years, and it's no secret how much I love it. It's become the go-to shotgun for law enforcement and home defense, and for a really good reason. Uh, but why am I such a huge fan of the Caltech KSG? Well, like everything that Caltech invents, it created an entirely new class of shotgun. And the one that started it all is the KSG shotgun. It's the first 12-gauge pump-action shotgun chambered for three-inch shells. And with its dual tube mags, offers a capacity of 12 plus one. So that's six rounds in each tube plus one chambered. If you prefer two and three quarter inch shells, even better because the KSG holds seven plus seven plus one. That's 15 shells. You cannot ignore the downward shell ejection either. It makes the KSG truly ambidextrous and ejects shells away from your face. It's brilliant design. See the Keltec KSG up close and personal at KeltecWeapons.com. That's K E L. TECweapons.com. Again, to find out more, visit KeltechWeapons.com. Hey.
about DeSantis, but that gas is here in Arcadia. In, in Arcadia. Now, I don't know why the rest of y'all, but it's here in Arcadia. So y'all know who we vote for. <laughs> I don't know why the rest of you motherfuckers. I'm voting for DeSantis. And I'm a Democrat. So y'all can call it what the f y'all want to call it. We got children out here. Okay, I'm sorry, ma'am. Oh, man. That was that's the actual Florida man who's saying we got a gas generator out here, so y'all know who we're voting for. He's saying that this is they, they showed up. The st- he said the governor showed up. Welcome back to the program, Dana Lash here with you. I like that. I, the favorite part about my favorite part about that video is the other guy who is laughing so hard he can't even talk. It looks like he's trying to say something and he can't even talk. He's laughing so hard. <laughs> it just it was such a funny video. Let's kick it into some Florida man. It's his life mission. To make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. So I'm looking here at the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office report. And it is, it's awful. It's a fatal crash in St. Petersburg, but apparently it happened. You know, remember how there was the story of, um, oh, what car was it, Steve, that had flooded? Uh, Gosh, I can't think of the name of it right now. Remember there was the luxury car that, that flooded? And it was floating down the street in Naples. And what? Yeah, no, I don't know if it was a Maserati. It was, I mean, it was a, a it was a luxury car for sure. So I'm looking at, I mean, it, and I just, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, people at Elite, you know, the, the, all these cars that have been left there and these boats floating down the street. Well, I'm looking, like I said, I was looking at Pinellas, McLaren. Thank you, Juan. It was a McLaren. Well, that car got flooded. This luxury car that was left over as people were uh, hunkering down for the hurricane. Uh, oh, boy. This silver Maserati was stolen. And the, uh, this is crazy. A fi- t- teenagers. 15-year-old, 16-year-old, and another 15-year-old. Kendrick Lang, Malachi Daniels, and Mario Bonilla. Got in, they stole the vehicle. They And this was at night. They uh, immediately got on the highway. No headlights on. Patrol deputies on the ground. They tried to stop this Maserati. The vehicle accelerated. It was going over 80 miles per hour. Deputies, out of because of safety to everybody, they had to stop pursuing. And the Maserati drove over a curb, hit a business sign, and then flipped. And one of the teenagers was killed. The other one had life-threatening injuries, and the other one was in critical. They stole this Maserati, couldn't handle it, and ended up, one of the kids is killed now. This is just horrible, horrible, horrible. But, you know, I guess people thought they could get away with it as everybody was focused on storm response and all of that. Good heavens. This coming from WKRG Channel 5. A Florida man ran onto a Little League football field, put on a helmet, and hit a kid. <laughs> Jeez. This is a, in Pensacola. This guy got arrested last Thursday, charged with child cruelty. He ran onto a Little League football field, placed a helmet on his head, and tackled a kid. 41-year-old David Allen Taylor, who looks like he's not 41. He looks way older. According to the arrest report, there was a deputy who just happened to be at the field observing the football practice, and he saw several coaches arguing with a guy on the field who was a parent of a player The guy, Taylor, was yelling, cursing, and approaching the coaching staff in an aggressive manner. And then the nine-year-old, they said that nine-year-old football players were doing one-on-one tackling scrimmage. And one kid got matched up with the victim. During the scrimmage, the victim overpowered the other kid, and the kid started crying. Taylor immediately 
according to the story, ran out to the football field and was angry due to the child crying. He then got the kid's helmet, placed it on his head, got in a kneeling stance, and then tackled, ran and tackled the victim in the chest with the football helmet on his head. And so, yeah, he got in way trouble. $30,000 bond. That's what it's cost this guy. Golly. A Florida man robbed a woman at a hotel and then tried to swim away. This was in Tampa. This date, actually just yesterday. Uh, A Florida man found that, I guess he thought he was going to rob and swim. Uh, According to the Tampa Department, this was at uh, Tampa Department Aviation, they had to catch this guy. It was about 8 a.m. Saturday. A woman was robbed in the parking lot of a hotel. Somebody grabbed her wallet and tried to run. Witnesses saw him flee. Uh, to Cypress Point Beach. That's where officers located him. And then when they were getting ready to arrest him, he got into the water and tried to swim away. That lasted for about three minutes, they said, and then he was taken into custody. Three minutes was as long as that lasted for. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn joins me to discuss the explosion of violent crime in Memphis and many other U.S. cities and what she says she is doing about it. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, I'll also explain how a Biden crony is getting rich off our open border policies and the Justice Department is studying white supremacy in video games. Don't miss it. Follow the Sarah Carter Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.